thanks for joining us again. Another Walter Hill action movie tonight, gentlemen. Maddie, Jared, how are we? Excited to be here. This was your pick, wasn't it, Maddie? It was. Then you said to us midway through conversation a couple of days ago, is that Commando? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sort of baffled how you got here. They've, um, Artie's, Artie's acting skills all blend into one movie. Yeah. Yes. It's a continuous thread of yeah. not knowing where to look at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tonight is Red Heat. A bit of, is it late 80s, Arnie? Before yeah. we get into that, though, let's do a quick whip round. Mine is going to be very quick. I watched uh, the fourth episode of uh, Seduced. I finalised Seduced. Really untidy stuff. <laughs> what is it? I don't know it's, what it it's is. It's a documentary about um, Nexium. I'd watched all the other episodes previously, but hadn't quite got to that one. I knocked it over. Very nasty shit. Um, it'll be interesting to see the other one that you saw, Jared. Yeah, well, it's similar. I haven't, um, I haven't finished that. I've actually stalled on it a little bit, but yeah, it starts to get worse as it gets along. We, yeah, because obviously, yeah, they kind of structure it about how they get into the programs and get caught up giving him their money, and then it turns into the sex and whatnot. It's yeah, it gets worse as it goes. Yeah, it's pretty untidy stuff. I watched uh, Logan. I yep. taped it off um, off the telly, and it was just sitting there, and I thought oh, I'll give this a run. Fuck that yeah, movie's gold. good, absolutely yeah, really awesome. Good. Hugh Jackman. He's just fantastic in it. Uh, and the last thing for me was I went through a little bit of the Friday the 13th box set extras. Mm-hmm. Eh, there's, there's some really good stuff on there. There's some stuff that's a bit kind of weak, but I think it's stuff from the previous DVDs. Yeah. So the, the newer stuff is all right. Yeah, you kind of appreciate anyway. You, you you appreciate that they're chucking everything in the kitchen sink on onto that disc. But you're right. There's some of them where you turn it on and it's it's either stuff we've been over dozens of times or it's just kind of like not all that interesting. But yeah, that said, I would rather have all that on there than than not have it. Yeah, agreed. We asked for everything and we got it basically. Pretty much. Which is what except I for those. Uh, Except for those three discs that we still have to replace, mate. Yeah, but you know what? I did a bit of I did a bit of digging. Yeah, it's fuck it, all. It's, it's a couple nothing. of sound like, things, and yeah. For me, yeah, I'll take them if they're going. But does it really impact my enjoyment of the films? Uh, I don't think so. No, it's it's. I mean, a couple of points. It's just like sound. Yeah, and I mean, one I is just a little piece missing from a a death scene in Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, that's merciful. <laughs> a little bit less. <laughs> Jason goes to hell. A small amount less than Jason okay. goes to get hell. And that was it for me. Maddie, what did you have? Uh, yeah, small list as well. Um, I've started Cobra, Cobra Kai, which um, yeah, very pleasantly surprised me. That was awesome. Mm. But so I'm, I'm digging into that. I've um, well, the, the Crown was on in the background. And there's a Diana documentary. Obviously not my choice, but... Oh, of course. Come on. Uh, we know you by now. We know you by now. <laughs> I dabbled in that, in, well, into it. I was fair to say that this is a touch classier than your usual stuff. <laughs> yeah. I uh, followed that up with... I'm starting. I've started again the uh, A Kid from Coney Island, which is a doco on Stefan Marbury. 
Mm. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to finish that one off. That's, that was on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, it's on yeah. Netflix. So, I wouldn't yeah. mind checking but, that out. Yeah, I didn't didn't realise how big of his. Like, he's got like three older brothers that were all like potential NBA guys, but mm. things didn't fall into place. So I was like, I want to see where it goes from there. <laughs> yeah, he lived. He had an interesting career, so I want to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, I watched. I started watching the Comedy Store docos on um, Netflix as well. It was on Stan. On Stan, maybe. Really interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really interesting. So just like delves into, I guess, how the Comedy Store became what it is and some of the personalities that just these huge egos and depression and drugs and, and uh, yeah, really interesting stories or side stories going on. And even, like, some of these, like, Goliaths in comedy just being in awe of these other people. Mm. Just really interesting watching. Mm. So I'm thought, I think I'm, like, four, four episodes into that. Yeah, I saw the I saw the trailer and it looks really good. So yeah, 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 I might have to get in and have a look at that. Yeah, and then the it's definitely worth a watch. And then the last one makes you feel something. It looks really good. The last one I watched was We Are the Champions, which is like a six part doco on different competitions in the world, mm. and um, like it goes through the the chasing of the cheese wheel and uh, chili eating competition. There's dog shows, there's hair styling shows. It is, it's, there's some oddballs in there. The dog dancing one is just like, that's a special kind of person that gets involved in that. Oh, God. That, that wants to further that sport. Oh, it's good to hear that you're back. <laughs> you're back on some shit again. This is my wheelhouse, yeah. It's, well... We did talk about the cheese rolling one, and I was like, I've got to watch it. I have to watch that. <laughs> oh, just crazy. They're crazy people. They get involved in these things and just take it to the next level. <laughs> Do they go into the history of why they're chasing a wheel of cheese? They don't. The they don't know exactly what the reason is. <laughs> they're doing they're it know. anyway. They're doing it anyway. They're, they're I need, like, they've, been, I, they've been doing this for a really long time. And I need a reason to go fucking head first down a hill after down a wheel 45 of cheese. degree. Yeah, it's forty five degrees that. Yeah, place. I need something. I need to know why. We, we've got a mate. There's a mate who went and he was like planning to do it, and then he saw the hill and just was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and the main guy that they show, the guy who's won it multiple times, he looks like a, a wiki keeper. He just like does these tumbles. <laughs> And then just, and his legs just keep moving like a cartoon character. He just keeps running. And he's like worked, worked out all of the different places where you could fall. And he's, he's like, which slopes, are, where, is it, where it's appropriate to take a proper tumble. And then, but then there's like people breaking legs and arms and things around him. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely watching it. I'm yeah. to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's me. That was, that was my, uh, my list. Karen? All right. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I'm just drinking a... I'm doing a beer advent calendar at the moment, and I'm just drinking a very dirty stout. So if you hear me crying roof in the background, <laughs> you'll know why. Um, so I, I kick things off with Disturbing the Peace, which was a very cheap little action with Guy Pearce and Devon Sawa. Would you that ask me the question, what's wrong with Guy Pearce? <laughs> <laughs> I almost said, what's, well, mate, no, I did actually, didn't I? What's, what happened, what's happened to him? Why does he need to take this work? Car he's payments. such a good actor. But yeah, it, it was beneath him. I had a look at uh, Quigley Down Under. Oh. With Tommy Selleck and, uh, <laughs> Tom Selleck and Alan Rickman set in Australia. So it was, the, you know, that caught my interest. It was actually pretty good. It was, yeah. it was kind of, kind of good to check it out. How was, um, Selleck's moustache? 
Oh, bristling. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it was even glistening in the Australian sun. <laughs> like, it was magnificent. Tom Atkins would be proud. He would. He would. Yeah. So Foxtel managed to get... They'd been putting bits and pieces on, but... There is now the entire Dirty Harry series on there. Yes. <laughs> so I watched it start to finish, up and down, up and down. I mean, the first one has aged dreadfully, in my opinion. It's, it's not all Scorpio. that. Scorpio. Yeah, it's not all that exciting. Um, it's got a couple of couple of good sequences, but in terms of aging, Callahan hates everybody. He hates women. <laughs> he hates. It names multiple different races that he dislikes. Um, and I mean, as we go on into the series, it, it extends to dogs. He doesn't seem to like his dog. <laughs> he just hates everybody. Um, well, if he hates them all equally, then yeah. he's not racist or sexist. That's or right. That's right. He's equal opportunity. He hates everyone equally. <laughs> I think in the end, I enjoyed. I like the idea of Magnum Force. I thought it was okay, the idea behind it. I think in the end, I enjoyed Sudden Impact the most, which was the second last one, because it was a combo of it's actually looking a bit more like a modern action picture. They've realised Harry should probably talk nicely to some people. <laughs> um, uh, but Is that the also, one with the rape? Yes. Yes. But it also had, it also had, um, I mean, it was bordering on, on, parody as well. Yeah. Like there was parts where you were kind of laughing at it, but it was still those exciting scenes and whatnot. And then I jumped into the Deadpool, Adam, and as I mentioned to you, I was unprepared Goss for Goss of a, gold. Yeah, I was unprepared for a bloody uh, J- Jim slash James Carey dressed as Axel Rose, gyrating like a fucking lunatic <laughs> and being being yelled at by a ponytailed Liam Neeson. <laughs> What have I got myself into here? <laughs> but that was, uh, yeah, that was... Sometimes, uh, yeah. let's face it, you have to pay your dues. <laughs> that's right. That's in the right. Industry. Um, the Deadpool was probably one of the worst, but I thought it had one of the one of the ideas that I thought was a, was one of the more interesting concepts. Hmm. But yeah, I worked my way through that, which was which was fun. Uh, I watched the Craft, the, the first one, not the new one. Hmm. In preparation for the for the new one, what so was the original? Because I just remember the original being forgettable. Yeah, it's got its moments. It's got its moments. I think it was more again like its its legacy is that it was a female driven story and mm. it was was relatable for for girls at a time when when there wasn't a hell of a lot in that genre where you could latch onto that. But yeah, I mean, it still does all right, and it still it talks about things that are still relevant. Like it, I, I like the way that it put the high high school experience into that witchcraft kind of you know yeah. that uh, that setting. I started Stranger Things again from the start. Yeah, uh, I'm just checking it out. My son wanted to see some of it, so I was kind of again picking the parts that he could check out, and it was uh, yeah, really loving it again. I just I've. I do love that show. Hmm. And Maddie, I finished off with Cobra Kai as well. Hello. So I, I finished the two seasons in about, I think it was about three or four days. So I just ripped through it <laughs> when Doesn't I had it the like chance. Re sort of come back in more in Johnny's, from Johnny's perspective? Yeah, well, it recontextualizes it all and it puts some backstory there. Like it, 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 it's firmly aiming at the original and saying we just had good guys, bad guys, yeah. and we didn't really place any. We didn't place anything in in a context for for Johnny and the Cobra Kai guys. Is so it, it also starts, a comedy? Like, is it 
more yeah, comedic. Pretty funny. It's pretty funny. They just add some depth to it. Yeah, well, that's right. You get to the point where, like, initially it starts off and you're like, oh, they're adding some depth to Johnny and making Daniel look like a bit of a bit of a tosser, like the way that he's he's firing up about what Cobra Kai's doing. And then you see the kids underneath them, Robbie and Miguel, and you're thinking, oh, so they're going to be the black and white. This is good guy, bad guy. And then they, they completely mix all that up too. Hmm. And essentially everyone that comes into the story has their moment of of grey, right? Everyone's in the grey area. Everyone does good things and, and shit things to each other. And I mean, the second season is... Uh, it starts to get a little bit it, at points. It's a little bit predictable in where it's going to do that and and whatnot. But even then, you've got these fucking sprawling fights through the high school, and you kind of like I love the mix. It's kind of like nine hundred two one zero, just with a little bit of bloody <laughs> Mortal Kombat thrown in. Like it's just, <laughs> but it's it's kind of funny. I really enjoyed it. Like the first season, especially, I was just wrapped up in. And the second one, I didn't think it was a huge drop off, but I mean, I still watched it in a day and a half or whatever. It, it, it's uh, I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed both seasons. So I'm not that deep into it, but look, you can see where it's going to go, and a lot of the storylines are going to pop up. Mm. But it's quality, quality viewing. Like I, I really enjoy it's it. It's great fun. Yeah, you just you, I had a smile on my face through the, through the couple of episodes that I watched. So. And they're bringing like they start to bring back characters that you just didn't expect at all. They start to bring heaps, of, you know, um, heaps more people back that you weren't expecting. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely be checking that out then. Mm, get on it. I thought you started it. Did you no, start no, it? No, I didn't. I, know, I knew it was on Netflix and I'd heard about it and I was sort of interested because it was obviously Karate yeah. Kid and I wanted to see where it was going to go, but I just never got around to it. But It just must be such a big part of Ralph Macchio's life. Like the, yeah, yeah. The, the, even that funny or die segment. Yeah, where is wax, wax on, on fuck off? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you've, if you've seen that, that's just, it. Just like you can just see how it must have impacted him. Yeah, but the the fact that he can come back and make make a quality show that's sort of it's a little bit of a, a spoof, but it's got a bit more depth and, uh, and it gives him an opportunity to shine a bit as well. I, I appreciate that for him as well. Fair enough. You got about three more weeks, I think, Adam, before uh, season three will be on there too. Oh, cool. So I'll be able to sort of wrap the whole thing up. Yeah, well, season four's in production, I believe. So, yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy we can look forward to a couple more seasons. Hmm. Fair enough. Look, just before we get into the the, the main event, Jared, you mentioned that um, Shutter uh, had put some stuff on, um, <laughs> put the Joe Bob Briggs stuff on there. Yeah, a, a, two episodes. But, Joe Bob Briggs saves Christmas. But of course, we don't have access to the film. No. This so I was look, fucking. I, I was been, fuming. Fuck, I am. I am pretty dirty on these. This. This. Oh, month. I'm they just keep making fuck ups. Like, do some research. If you know they're not here in Australia, then don't bother. I knew before I went into it. Before I clicked on it, it says we don't have the movies, but you can have the content around it. So I thought, great, that's a step, right? But then I look at it and I'm like, this is a film that we can't fucking get here anywhere. I can't get it on iTunes. I can't get it on... I, I found it on YouTube, but it's a French language film and none of the fucking copies on YouTube had English <laughs> subtitles or dubbing. And so I'm sitting there with, like, what do I do? And I, the, the thing that pissed me off is, like, Shutter is dealing currently in the rights to films, so they have to know 
that no motherfucker in this country can watch it unless we order the Blu-ray, which, might I add, is now fucking $70 on Amazon because it's not widely available. <laughs> like, Jesus, help me out here. That's why I got you. But That's again, why I paid my 70 Jared, to shut up. Jared, don't tease me. Just don't no. put it on there. You know it's not available in Australia. Don't yeah, put it I out was, there. I was super excited, but when I just I did the rounds again, I looked at it and I thought, I don't think I can get it, but maybe... It is here somewhere now that we can watch. And when I found out it wasn't, I was just, yeah, I was. they just riled me up again. Yeah. I mean, Shudder has taken, has stepped on its dick so many times. I oh, mean, it's really frustrating because really you just have, want it to be good. They haven't delivered. I and I thought, you know. I will pay they, another 70 bucks, but look. Oh, yeah, of course I will too. But they, I thought they'd turn the corner a little bit, started Christmas, started December with... Like they did with Halloween, they started dropping some Christmas-themed horror flicks. I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. I'll pick a couple of these out and I'll watch them. Silent Night was my first mistake, um, but I, you know, I was happy to have the option. Um, but yeah, now that they, I just surely you could get the rights to some of those movies. The Silent and just Night, chuck Deadly the whole Night, thing. the whole series. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Get your hands that's on right. that shit. Yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> well, it must be. Chibi's got a couple got of them. Chibi's got the second one, yeah, well, which is essentially get, the first um, and second stay one. Stay tuned, people. second one will be yeah. getting to run this Christmas season. Yeah. I mean, it's almost uh, 7 o'clock. Time to get shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, look, sorry. Just I, I just wanted to quickly have a quick rant at Shudder again. Yeah, I'm not sorry. happy with the way they're handling their business at the moment. Disappointing it, all around. It's not like we want to kick them. Like, we were thrilled to actually get them yeah. in Australia and would be their biggest supporters if they would just meet us halfway. <laughs> yeah, they're not interested, mate. They seem to be just, I don't know, they seem to be running some kind of half-assed operation <laughs> down there and it's just not its not working very well at the moment. No, I don't think it is either. And even the stuff they put on, like, you know, like we were talking about the Halloween special, Creep Show. Mm-hmm. And it yep. just wasn't very good. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but you know, you you throw something like that on there, it's just half. It's 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 half baked. Yeah, and that's not getting I mean, that stuff, through the door. Yeah, I, I and I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Christmas special too from something like that. But I'm okay with that that sort of stuff because I know that's their original content. I I too felt the Halloween episodes were a little bit. I was a bit put off by the animation. I just felt that was a little bit cheap, but. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the sort of stuff that we need from them, the original the original content and whatnot. And the Joe Bob the Joe Bob stuff is exactly what I want. I just want the fucking movie with it too. Because, mm. you know, if I get the first segment and then I get, it literally says on the screen, cut to, you know, 23 minutes in the movie and then put this segment on. Well, I don't have the movie, so I don't want to cut to 23 minutes and then have Joe Bob talking about the fucking movie that I haven't watched. <laughs> I want to watch the movie. So. <laughs> Yeah, look, look, sim- let's simmer down, let's simmer down. Yeah, that's it. Got to get off that. I'm getting off that. Yeah. All right, here's the trailer for 1988's Red Heat. He lies. In this country, he has a God-given right. Moscow sent him to Chicago to arrest his old enemy. I want to make him talk. <laughs> but his new partner is even more trouble. Chicago cop never relinquishes his weapon. Here. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Belushi. Red Heat, rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Red Heat from 1988, directed by Walter Hill, who directed The Warriors. Produced by Walter Hill and Gordon Carroll, who directed Aliens. It's written by Walter Hill, Harry Kleiner, who wrote Bullet, and Troy Kennedy Martin, who wrote The Italian Job. So a little bit of high, highfalutin 60s action films in there. It stars Arnie Schwarzenegger as Ivan Danko, Jim Belushi as Art Ridzik, Edo Ross as Victor Rostavelli, Lawrence Fishburne as Lieutenant Stobbs, and Gina Gershon as Kat Manzetti. The budget was $29 million. Where did that go? <laughs> and the box office was $34 million worldwide. Good piece of trivia, Jared. Sven Ollie Thorson as a cameo. As Nikolai. In the spa? <laughs> I think so. I thought he was one of the guys in the spa, but I could have been wrong. I think he was in the spa, surely. <laughs> All right. Maddie, you picked this, so what did you th- think? <laughs> um, look... I got pretty excited when I saw it only went for an hour 40. And uh, then we had that opening sequence in the spa. I thought, <laughs> a bit racist, but pretty entertaining. Excitement levels were higher? Uh, yeah. Yeah, got, oh, yeah the heart, definitely. The heart pumping. They're doing doing weights and uh, with just women hanging around. Yeah, I've got question marks <laughs> about that whole setup. But <laughs> just... I figure that's what it's like everywhere in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I was just glad to be immersed in their culture. Uh, but um, there was a point where I just switched off <laughs> in the middle or near the end, and uh, and I think some of the they've got so many good actors in there that are just wasted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the music's not really memorable at any point in the movie, and some of the performances are stiff. So <laughs> mainly Artie, but uh, but in saying that, it's a uh, it's a it's it's a good enough buddy buddy cop movie to to make me want to see it at some point again. So, uh, two and a half. Solid. Jared, your, your take? Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Maddie, was, Maddie nailed it. I, I, I switched off at, at, <laughs> at a section in the middle as well. It's middle tier, Arnie. I mean, it's better than something like Jingle All The Way, but I'd watch Jingle All The Way ten times again before I watched this one for yeah. comedic purposes, but... It's not Arnie at his peak, but it, him and Belushi actually do handle some of the buddy buddy cop stuff fairly mm. well. Just not – it's only briefly. It's just brief moments where it's handled pretty well, a couple of funny lines and some funny delivery and whatnot. But, yeah, there's just – there's not a lot of – Walter Hill does action pretty well, but there's so many just short, short, sharp little bits in here. They're not prolonged, and then you just get left with this story that's fairly down the line. So yeah, I think two and a half is fair. It's 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 yeah, it's it's classic Arnie in tiny little bits and pieces. It became so stupid, the plot became stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's but it's it did enough to get them in the same city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Look, I would agree. Two and a half. Walter Hill finds a couple of spots where he does, you know, does some good things, and the action scenes at times are okay. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna actually go out and say, Belushi is working hard. Arnie's doing fuck all. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Arnie's Arnie is is very very average in this. I feel sorry for Belushi because he seems to be trying, and he actually gets the 
the lion's share of the the funny lines. Yeah. But Arnie, it's like honestly, if you were trying to, if you were trying to get sparks by banging yeah. two rocks together, you are getting nothing off Arnold. Yeah. But it felt like, but it felt like that was he the was, direction. Yeah, was, it felt like he was supposed to. Most he was. Of the time. Yeah. Look, it was a it was bad like, just choice. Just look at him. It was just a bad choice while he's talking at you. <laughs> you know, this was they, just after Predator. Yeah. Why yeah. he picks a film like this, I don't know. Hey, mm. <laughs> it must the, have been um, because it's yeah, just. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. That Belushi was just working hard to like carry half the scenes. And <laughs> you uh, know what? I've never yeah. thought I'd ever say this, but I can tell you right now, Jim Belushi, when he watches this, goes, "Fuck, Artie, give me something, anything." Yeah, you know, he was great. He, he was, was good. So good. The, the, the rest of and, and so were most of the other actors. I just thought Arnie was just as stiff as a board, and the character is just not what you want from Arnold. Mm. It's really a poor choice he made. I think he probably wanted to work with Walter Hill, and I'd say a twenty-five million dollar budget. And considering I suggest not a lot of it went on the screen, I think a fair bit went in Arnie's pocket. Yeah, <laughs> um, but his performance is just, and the character they give him is just so. So sort of flat. Yeah, you well, the characters in... are super thin all around. Even Belushi's character is really thin. Yeah, but he's just a, he's just a, delivers a charismatic performance in in the places where he's required to. Yeah, and look, it works for Belushi because the whole fish out of water thing they're trying to do is Arnie's coming into town and he's straight laced, and Belushi's the loose cannon. So that's always going to be the better role is to be the loose cannon. Yeah, but it was so extreme. It was so extreme the the differences between them. Yeah, I I know that Lethal Weapon is is better written than something like this, but the reason why Lethal Weapon works is because the two actors work off each other. This is the one I'll be the judge of. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Maddie's just he's imagining what's going on in Lethal Weapon from your description. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Maddie, you haven't seen (laughs) it. It's very vivid. Far out. You've seen Red Heat before you saw Lethal Weapon. Oh. But in saying that too, Adam, they also find common ground. By the end of the film, I couldn't I, I, I don't know what I don't know what the common ground between Arnie and Belushi was. Yeah. Look, I don't want to kick the shit out of it. Let's get into the likes. Is every bodybuilder in, in Russia having a steam at the same time? <laughs> Yeah, there's some tired muscles there, mate. They've been working hard. And what was it? Was it a prison? Was it, I didn't know what oh, it was. Yeah. That's the police. I mean, you say <laughs> that, and I was like, straight away, I just thought, I thought exactly that. I thought, where are we kicking off here? Because, I mean, at one point, I thought, the very first thing, I thought, we're in a steam house. And then two seconds later, I was like, no, no, we're in a gulag of some sort. <laughs> and then I see naked women swimming in the bath, and I'm like, Back to the bathhouse. When the naked chicks came up, my initial thought was, we're at Caligula's place. (laughs) (laughs) But don't forget, it also had the, didn't, weren't people also working out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like weights and books hanging around. So then I was back to gulag then. I'm like, we're in a, we're in a hot but gulag. But they've got, got loincloths. They don't wear actual clothes. No, no. 
Yeah. yeah, we can't yeah. we can't afford we can't afford the full cloth for everyone. So you get the front, but not the back. Everyone's <laughs> got their ass hanging out. <laughs> we were like one step away from the bondage room. So sorry, Manny, Did you say there were books in there as well? There's, yeah, <laughs> was it a library? <laughs> no, wasn't there people reading in there as well? I gotta go back and check it out. <laughs> I probably won't. <laughs> Just it refrain was... from you can just refrain from dropping your dick on any page as well. Yeah, be quiet. Be keep your dick in your pants. <laughs> it seemed like a combination library slash gym, um, but all all in like big yoga studio or something. <laughs> Yeah, there's oh, definitely man. some hot yoga going on there somewhere. <laughs> and also, why are we clutching hot rocks? <laughs> I, I feel like it was an undercover operation. And he was Maybe. proving himself. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. I that's where under- I ended up yeah, with it. that's what he did. And then he held the rock for quite a long time. It seemed like he'd, he'd kept his cover, but then he blew it by punching the guy <laughs> in the head. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look, Danko is not a good undercover cop. He's supposed to blend in, not look like a bloody refrigerator in a loincloth. Jeez, I mean, his head looks like a toaster. <laughs> it's just lunacy. If that's an undercover operation, I'm telling you now, you're not going to Arnie. Yeah. Although, but at this point in the movie, at that point at the movie, I was at five star. <laughs> that was exactly what I was there for. You know what, though? Oh. I could see what was happening. They were going to go with a smaller, you know, more sort of guy that blends in for their undercover operation, and they realised every bodybuilder in the world was in there, and they thought, oh, shit, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's yeah. not getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, no, look, they're not hanging out in the reading section. They're in the, <laughs> they're in the gym. <laughs> so we've got to send Danko. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure the bloke's currently doing some bicep curls. Send Danko in. All right, so... What, what do I add? Before we move on from there, one of the guys was an absolute dead ringer for uh, Steve Blackman, who was a wrestler in <laughs> <at> WWE. <laughs> I don't know why. He just walked out, the bloke with the glasses. and I thought, he, he looks just like Steve Blackman. I'm, I'm looking for Arnie to get in a tussle with him. <laughs> Yeah, the whole the whole thing was an interesting mix. It was. And I do I have to laugh after the whole operation goes tits up and he punches the <laughs> out the window and all that. <laughs> and then his partner says to him in the car, they used to call you Iron Jaw, but after the fight in the snow they call you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> did get a cock and balls on his face. <laughs> Again, we're still at five stars at this point. <laughs> and you know Artie, Artie met that, that little piece of shit thing he thrown at him by his partner with a silent sort of turn of the head. That was <laughs> Yeah. I think he was scouring the script and thought, why don't I get to say that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Walter Hill pulled a swift one on him. Yeah, yeah, you get to say that, mate. Don't worry. Action. The other just goes there and does it. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so we're still at five stars at this stage. Is this what you're telling me? 
Yeah, well, I was. I was still <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, pretty good at this point. <laughs> yeah, look, it was all right. And then I, I didn't mind the whole um, little chase with Rostov and how he kills his partner with the little gun tucked in inside his, the cuff of his, of his jacket. The taxi driver gun. Yeah, correct. I liked it inside the actual cafe or whatever it was, the Bohemian bar, whatever it was. The um, the leg crack which pulled yeah. out the, the yeah. plastic leg. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Okay. That was like very memorable. Yeah. yeah, I did That like was that. really memorable. Doesn't he scream out cocaineum? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the translation. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> he doesn't scream it out. He just sort of says cocaineum. <laughs> you have so to he let just it dumps slide. it on the floor. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm also sort of a little bit flummoxed how they lose the bloke. <laughs> He's standing right in front of him. Uh, uh, yeah, there was a there was a few random bits in that fight scene. Why is he running onto the roof? And running across the roof. I don't know. Really, you've got a better chance down. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, he's on the roof. Let's I think just... he was banking on Danko just fucking landing and collapsing <laughs> through the bloody roof. <laughs> this guy's massive. He'll land and he'll just go through it. I did like that whole thing because it gives him a, a reason. Like, it propels the plot forward. It gives him the revenge angle, you know, and it sort of feeds into when he gets to the US that he's basically got one mission and one mission only is to track this guy down. Yeah, but could you... Could you tell he was upset at all? Adam? No, I could not. I didn't get the emotions of that. <laughs> of that I mean, oof. I'll get to that in the dislikes, but geez. Mm. I actually really like the little raid slash shootout where we first sort of meet Ridzik. We see yep. Ridzik in action. I like that. I think that I thought that went quite nicely. It shows us that he's sort of a bozo, but he is good at his job. You know how he kind of circles back and picks the bloke up. Yeah. From the back, well, you know. It's the one time in the movie that I could say that he did some police work. Yeah, because he doesn't do <laughs> much else. Yeah. <laughs> How funny is it when he's, uh, I'm jumping ahead, but when he's he interrogates the guy and then it comes back later on, everything he did in that interrogation was illegal. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's like, what do you mean he wants to sue us? That's how he rolls. Like, yeah. What are you talking he's about? He's trying to show off. He's trying to show off the Danko and it just... Uh, I love that sequence too because... That cracks me up. It's always good to have Brian James as a sleazy scumbag. And yeah. I just love that sequence how as soon as they walk in, he starts going off and going... It's threatening to have their badges and all sort of shit there. Yeah. He just bangs his head into the Yeah, just goes whack. <laughs> the only problem, Adam, was it was uh, Brian James wasn't doing a Cockney accent, yeah. so it was kind of lower down the Brian, yeah. Brian James <laughs> yeah. tier of yeah. bad guys. It, it doesn't, yeah, look, as we said in the Tango and Cash episode, Sylvester, Sylvester was desperate for something fresh. <laughs> fresh take. <laughs> <laughs> and so Brian obliged with the yeah, worst so we'll English get, accent in history. We'll get Brian James um, dressed up like he usually does, acting like he usually does, but let's throw a copy <laughs> accent on him. <laughs> uh, Jared, that's what happens when there's six directors standing in a huddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It, it's always good to get a Lawrence Fishburne sighting. I'm still going by Larry on the yes. lead at this point. Yeah, yeah. It feels wrong to call him Larry. I think I brought this up in the Nightmare on Elm Street episode. You mm. shouldn't be called Larry. <laughs> no, I prefer Larry Fishburne. No, that's beneath him. No, Lawrence Larry is Fishburne. far more you know, regal. Yeah, but Larry <laughs> Fishburne's more svelte and, and got a youthful exuberance that, that Lawrence Fishburne just doesn't have. Yeah, Leisure, yeah leisure suit Lawrence doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. We also then... Uh, 
get very quickly to one of my favourite sequences in the whole movie was when, <laughs> when, uh, when Ridzik's waiting for him at the airport and that, that girl walks past. Yeah. He goes, how are you doing, honey? <laughs> Blow yourself. Ah, thanks. Thank <laughs> <laughs> I like that from all angles. Yeah, uh, that was great. I that liked his confidence. liked his confidence. <laughs> but it got the appropriate response, and then I also liked his reaction to it. <laughs> he just sort of shrugged it off. <laughs> it's sort of like, yeah, I expected that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, look at me. <laughs> what, did I, what, what did I expect? Exactly and see, that. that's, the, that's the key to Belushi giving a better performance, is he's allowed to be like that. That's his, his persona, I guess. And it works here. It works well. And he actually gets the lion's share. I mean, there's one line that one of the guys on Facebook hit us with where they ask him how his night went, and he's like, oh, some bloke stuck a gun in me here, and uh, Danko shot a a (laughs) (laughs) crossdresser. In this this fucking straight-down-the-line manner to his boss. (laughs) Like, all right. (laughs) But, yeah, he gets some lines. He gets some something to do, and when yeah. he gets those opportunities, it, the movie kind of has a bit of fun to it. Yeah. And then Arnie walks on screen and I go, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 He's leached the fun out of it again. Yeah. The way that they show that Danko's dominant in every way other than, like, physically, obviously, but, uh, like, chess is like, well, let's go to chess game. You can see three moves ahead and <laughs> he just embarrasses you. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty And he's funny. got that the gigantic weapon like that he wants to give him the, the three fifty seven oh no sorry the forty four Magnum but then Arnie's got the bloody Russian Just gun quietly. that's more powerful. I don't even know how Arnie could see the chess pieces because that thing was fucking tiny. I don't know how he was because <laughs> <laughs> he's actually the Terminator. Yeah. And good luck like picking up one of the pieces and quietly moving it. <laughs> yeah. He would crush the whole board. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like the shootout in the hospital. Yeah. Where, you know, there's a little chase scene there, and then Arnie just fills that, <laughs> just fills that bloke full of holes. Yeah, because he keeps getting shot and then lifting the gun up like he's going to go again. Yeah. yeah, it happens like four times. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I think the, the action in general, when it's there, is... Is okay. Is pretty solid. It's just mm. very short bursts of it. Yeah. Baldy Hill knows his way around this stuff, but it's not on par with, you know, he'd had a couple of much bigger, much better films, like he'd had The Warriors and he'd had 48 Hours. And this is the thing. 48 Hours is the exact same sort of thing as this. Yeah. But you've got two actors who strike off each other. Yes. And it works. And this is just not there, not to get to the... Well, that's, you know, Nolte in that one is is just a bit of a grumpy sort of asshole. He still talks and he still emotes in some sense. Yeah. Arnie just stands there and looks (laughs) and occasionally says things. (laughs) Occasionally looks where he's meant to. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll tell you what my favourite sequence was. When they bust into that dodgy apartment and fill that dude full of holes in the bathroom... Yeah, it was. And then yeah. he had the chuckle when the bloke kicks the door and he just goes, go wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. 
like, yeah, that was pretty. You good. have just murdered a man. Yeah, wrong guy. He set us up. Oh, okay, but you can't take that one back. He's pretty much done. Yeah, look, sorry about that, love. <laughs> it was a total, oh, uh, total uh, wrong idea. She hangs right. around way too long. Yeah, actor in build. Yeah, she's way too helpful in that situation. Yeah, I'm getting out of there. I actually like the conversation about the parakeet, Adam. <laughs> that was one of my oh. favourites because it was just so random. Yeah. And one of the few times Arnie kind of gets into the conversation quite a bit, he starts talking about, hey, are you suggesting it is somehow feminine to have a parakeet? <laughs> <laughs> Where did we get this from? But I was laughing because Belushi was like, no, oh, no, you know. I knew someone that had a parakeet or whatever. Like, it was just totally random, but yes. And again, again, this is again a a, a plus for Belushi is Ridzik's a prick, but there are those little sequences there where he kind of, he shows a little bit more to him, you know? Like, he's not just making jokes the whole time. He's trying to sort of get a little bit out of Danko. And he's working, but Arnie's... He clocked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He clocked off. He's desperate for that relationship. He's like, when we're partners in America, this is how we do it. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, in Russia, if you're actually friends with the people you work with. Yeah. It's- yeah, there was some quality lines, mostly from Belushi, in yeah. amongst a little bit of that. Yeah. My last, like, I actually thought the final chase in the bus and everything was okay. Mm. And I, I kind of, there was a couple of nice visual bits. Um, Victor getting cleaned up by the train, mm-hmm. for starters, and the, all those shots of Arnie sort of walking through the the smoke and the. I mean, Russell Mulcahy would have been very happy. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> I liked when he's driving down the street and just collecting the um, the tickets, the um, the Queen meters. Yeah, he collects one after another, just keeps going. The, the buses are indestructible. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was Apparently, a solid scene. Uh, I read that it was a bus because Arnie couldn't fit in the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Look, you could just... Crunch your shoulders a bit. Yeah. I am crunchy. <laughs> sit. Sit down, Arnold. Sit. Yeah. But I thought they'd sat in cars previously, so maybe it was just when he was driving the thing or something that he couldn't... Anyway, well, he probably could that... manoeuvre around the steering wheel. But just cut away. Cut away <laughs> to the extras. Yeah. Know. We'll figure that out. Um, um, I actually had uh, – I, I listed a couple of my favourite lines. Yeah. The first one was when he actually – he had the green suit and he goes, undercover, you look like Gumby. <laughs> he actually did very much look like Gumby at that particular time. I also liked um, Lawrence Fishburne getting a little bit uh, – getting a little bit of his, his own in when he says um, – Ridzik's firing up and he's going, how come I get all the shit jobs? And he goes, because it fits you, Ridzik. <laughs> Just kind of <laughs> lets him stew in it a little bit. Yeah. I think Arnie's favourite was when Ridzik says to him, you can't even touch his ass." And Arnie goes, I don't want to touch his ass. <laughs> I want to make him talk. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was in hysterics. In that one. Yeah, look at you, jumping on the champagne comedy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it was, it was the low-hanging fruit, and but it, I was I was hungry. And um, the thing is, I was desperate for something like that for Marnie. So I was yeah. taking what I could get. Yeah, well, that's right. He did that, and the only other time when it was in that wheelhouse was when the guy's firing up outside the car, and he goes, 
Do you know Miranda? <laughs> like, I've never heard of her. Whack! <laughs> that's, that, that's the classic stuff that I needed. I needed more of that. Yes. <laughs> Any other likes? I had one more line. Yeah. Because it summed up Belushi's character. And I think it might have been ad-libbed, but it was pretty good. Was when they're talking about the case or whatever, and Belushi starts firing up again and goes, Ah, oh, fuck, well, you got all the ideas. Maybe I'll just go home and whack off. <laughs> Again, right in the pocket for me. Yeah. But again, that'll get a laugh for me. Yes. I'll take that. Yep. And I was desperate for that. Well, yeah, especially from Arnie, Arnie's end. I don't think anything showed how desperate Belushi was, though, than the Chicken Kiev scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a Chicken Kiev. We've got that here. Got that. <laughs> it's like... He's reaching. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely, he's working. He's definitely, yeah. You can tell, you can tell that that was all outtakes. <laughs> yeah. He's probably throwing about 50 lines at Arnie. <laughs> and Arnie's just stood there. That's, yes, yes, stiff-faced. <laughs> yeah. I think at that point he was just saying, I've just got to keep talking. Yeah, because that will segue nicely into the dislike. Uh, Arnold, this, this is just such a... A non-event for Arnie. Like it's just not. It doesn't fit a persona. It doesn't. It doesn't build on what he did in Predator. Like he was actually not bad in Predator. His performance in Predator. Yeah. So he was building as an actor. This is a gigantic step down. I don't know. He's oh, just, he on. doesn't emote he was, at all. He was, he's trying on accents. You can't focus on <laughs> he's two things at once. He's trying on accents. The poor bloke. Holy oh, shit. Man. Rolled some R's in there. The Russian accent, <laughs> mate. The rolling R's. There was points where if I'd closed my eyes, it sounded more like he was from Mumbai than Mumbai. <laughs> He was having an absolute shock. Because <laughs> a head wobble would have taken you to touch my And he must have got paid well. And surely if oh. I'm Belushi, after a couple of days of filming, I'm going, how much did you pay this bike again? Yeah. Because I'm getting stiffed. Yeah, I need some more action here because I'm working hard yeah, for it. Blow a few things up. This is what this guy does, you know. Like, yeah. Look, Ugh. look at something like True Lies, where Arnie's kind of leaning more into that kind of comedy action stuff, mm. and he's quite good in True Lies. Yes. So he he's capable. It's just, uh, again, I think you might hit the nail on the head, Jared. The character is just so bland. Yeah. It's I was so just trying to get the stiff, nothing to do. stiff versus the uh, the relaxed, um, loose, bad copy in America. Yeah. yeah. It's not a good like... advertisement for American police. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, as it was going, that's that's what I was expecting, that Arnie was going to loosen up and we were going to get more of those things like belting the bloke outside the car and whacking yeah. Brian James's head in. By the end of the movie, I felt like that's exactly what they missed. They needed yeah. more of that because that's where it was. That's where it was kind of funny and and you you'd know expect they started him, to you'd expect uh, that Belushi would have made him more American by the end of it. Yeah, well, that's right. He was supposed to take on some of those methods and break some of the rules. You needed to did, do a bit of give and take. Such a small extent. You needed to give and take. So both characters needed to sort of take a little bit of what each of them had. So Arnie was supposed to break the rules and loosen up, and Ridzik was supposed to. In my mind, stick to the rules when it was really when it really counted, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. Arnie was a very sort of straight guy. 
But they did none of that. Well, essentially, I mean, aside from coming from Moscow, the story ends up being just so super bland. Yeah. And they didn't use... That was their concept, right? That was their angle. That's their elevator pitch. The guy comes from Moscow and teams with the bloody... The, the cop from Chicago and, and hijinks ensue, but unfortunately not much ensued after that. And that the the plot just went straight down the line. The stakes were low. Like, there was no... Yeah. Huge cocaine operation from America. Five million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the stakes just... The, the stakes didn't raise at all. Like, nobody was in any sort of danger other than the two cops, which they were kind of most of the, most of the way through. There was no sort of... Gershon as well. She copped it. Well, she, and she, she kind of came in and out, and then yeah. when she's gone... Before the finale, you're like, so what's... what? She's cooperating with them for no real reason. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And then there's not really a huge consequence to losing losing him. You don't really get the sense that, oh, if he gets away, they're fucked. Yeah. You get the sense that if he gets away, they'll go again and mm. try. You know, you don't get any sense of that, that if this if this doesn't work, He's then they're fucked. disappear into nothing. Yeah, well, and they won't have another shot. The thing know? about it, too, is... My understanding with Gina Gershon's character was that they needed to protect her. She was important. Yeah. And when she comes around to that, yeah. she goes immediately. So isn't she, isn't she a key player in the finale? Well, that's what I thought. A protected thought. A, a witness they've got to protect? Apparently she had a chunk cut out as well. Right. But even then, I don't see what it adds if she's gone before we really need to kind of... I mean, Arnie didn't show that show that he was, uh, again, he didn't show that he was raging about that happening. He just kind of turned up same old stony face and <laughs> demeanour. So I couldn't tell whether he was upset that she was gone, whether it was a revenge kick that he was going to get get the bloke and at the end. I but... think you guys both hit the nail on the head. There was no stakes at the end. So mm. it's not like... Rostov had a, a massive plot that was going to end with, you know, people dying or something. Mm. He was just running a drug deal and he was just going to get away. That was it. Mm. And as you say, Jared, fucking Interpol probably picks the bloke up at the Russian parts. <laughs> yeah. In a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. They definitely made it way more difficult than they needed to. Yeah, it's, it just felt like they were hoping that they'd trade off the 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 loose cannon with the straight laced and Arnie and Belushi, but because Arnie, his character is given nothing, and Arnie's probably giving one of his lesser performances, and Belushi's trying his best, it doesn't work. Mm. Because there is no, as you pointed out, there's no, they don't come around to anything at the end. There was these weird partnerships as well, like the the the, the Chicago cop and the Russian cop understandable but then when the russians like in cahoots with the harlem underbellies it's like it's a weird connection it's a weird relationship that they've got going on and even to the point they make it they make some things that just don't make sense like the fact that when they they arnie's handcuffed to him and they they're taking him away they're going to obtain to the airport or whatever and then these guys holding money bags going into the police station uh, can intercept it. <laughs> They've perfectly timed it. It just seems silly. There's, like, things in there that just didn't make sense. But also, there's that whole thing where in, during that sequence he gets hit over the head 
and there's they make a big point about this locker key yeah. on the ground. Oh. And then Arnie that crawls, was just a weird thing, wasn't crawls it? towards the locker key and you think someone's going to pick it up <laughs> in front of him. Yeah. But he just reaches out and takes it. Does a grunt. And I'm like, well, what was that? <laughs> How much why, of it why over? Why are we making that a tense sequence, but it wasn't yeah. tense because nothing was happening? Absolutely, yeah. It did dissipated pretty quickly. Again, there's a lot of fucking around for that key. And <laughs> <laughs> it sort of, again, just, just happens to be a small part of the, the puzzle. Like, there's a point sort of after the half hour mark where everyone's trying to work out what's going on with this that key. It becomes kind of a MacGuffin in some ways that, that, that yeah. the Russians are after it, Arnie and Belushi yeah. are trying to protect it. And then the conversation in the prison gets things going a little bit, like it's it's kind of entertaining, although I heard, again, that there was some action cut out of there that Arnie had to, at one point he got involved in a bit of a sort of workout session to prove himself in the in the prison, which would have been kind of funny to see as well. Um, I can but see yeah, why. After that, that, they're going with this key, and you just, this was at one of the points where I switched off. Yeah. So by the time we figure out what's actually happening with the key, I'm just like, I don't care by this point. Like, we just know it's going to lead to them fucking butting heads in the end anyway, whether they got the fucking key or not. Like, so I was <laughs> I just kind of like, guys yeah. both summed it up in your initial sort of breakdown. The middle portion is just a slog. Yeah. It just goes into autopilot. Mm. And everything is just kind of like by the numbers. There's a couple of nice little sequences, like the shootout in the hotel and the hospital and stuff. And yeah. again, Belushi is constantly well, engaging. Like he's pretty much the only part that's worth worth watching in that in that middle portion of the movie. Yeah, like he's said, engaging. A couple of the action parts. Constantly. Other than that, it's just what what's Belushi doing? What mm. what lines is he giving me? Yeah, we've brushed over the cross dressing nurse a little bit. <laughs> How come nobody in the hospital's like, who are you? No one, yeah. no one checked out, but then they did the classic thing where Belushi kind of walks past and goes, hmm, yeah, I should have been a doctor or something. It's like, <laughs> why do we always have to do that? Like, you look at that one and go, you look at that and go, let's make the gag about, you know, yeah. the, the man dresses the woman is oh, pretty attractive, that one. Like, it's just... <laughs> So and let me tell you something. Talk about cliche. That guy was, you know, 6'2", a solid <laughs> unit. Like, I think Belushi's doing a double take and going, that's a guy. <laughs> yeah, I think like, so. Yeah, I think, I think he's a good enough cop to work that out. Yeah. While we're on the topic of, you know, <clears throat> Belushi's gags and some of the lines, he actually, there's a couple in there. One of my dislikes was that the, the couple that were tinged with a little bit of, you know, you expect it from the time by now. Mm. Was it the fun day with the racism when we first meet him? Well, that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the one that I was talking about was when the the, um, the group of drug dealers that are working with the Russians come in, and Belushi says, "Oh, we got a whole pro basketball team with guns after us." And I'm like, "Okay, so we're talking because they're black." Yeah, he's talking about them being a pro basketball team. It's just kind of like, yeah, some of those things now are just. So tasteless when yeah. you see him, and you just yeah, it's it's kind of you're glad that 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 the comedy, the required comedy to get a laugh, has moved on a little bit. It's got to be a little bit smarter than than that, and doesn't have to stoop to to that sort of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, look, there's a little bit of that, but you know, again, I give Belushi, cut Belushi a bit of slack. You know, there are a couple of dodgy gags there, but other than that, he's. He's the best part of the movie, let's be honest. Yeah. 
That's well, I'm not saying, it's, uh, not saying it's Dirty Harry by any stretch. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Just to backtrack quickly, if I'm down in the gulag or whatever the hell that place was, <laughs> the library, I am not wearing a loincloth. <laughs> like, I'm coming in in some trunks, at least. Speedos? Like, if I walked into that place, I would be, I would want to know, I would be scared about where some of these people had been. <laughs> if I had a body like that, I'd be in a loincloth 24-7. <laughs> Mate, by the look of the place, I'm not, my, my number one concern is not where have these people been. It's like, why does this supposed steam room look like a fucking prison? <laughs> That's my first concern. <laughs> and then my second concern is, oh, um, where's the camera tires? <laughs> the reading yeah. section. Has this place got a reading room or? <laughs> it's got a board. Oh, no, sorry. You just, what, sorry. Okay, sorry. So I just have to lift weights? <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. I couldn't, get what, I couldn't get the book that I wanted. I better just throw her in. <laughs> throw her out a bit of a line. Yeah, right, okay, okay. So I couldn't get the book, but I'll do some bicep curls. <clears throat> yeah, look, I'm wearing some trunks. No disrespect to the loincloth, but I didn't need to see Artie's ass for a good ten minutes. <laughs> I didn't need to see. <laughs> At least I, there wasn't a mankini. That's yeah, just... <laughs> true. I mean, but it wouldn't have been out of place, Maddie. <laughs> like, if you saw a dude in the mankini, you'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> in that joint. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean... fine. You know, the, the fly's eyes are, are not as offensive <laughs> as some of the other stuff that's getting around there, so. <laughs> um, did you guys have any other dislike? Did I? I think I may have. Uh, uh, I had, <laughs> well, I had a couple of sound-related ones. Number one, the music. <laughs> Only fleeting moments of music that you would feel would fit the action, action yeah. stuff all that well. And the sound effects, I didn't notice them all throughout the movie, but again, in the gulag scene, once they're out in the snow, the sound effects for the punching was like, it was like a Looney Tunes episode or something. <laughs> like, it was so overdone, the, the yeah. sounds that they were, they were using for people beating each other's heads in, that it was, again, a bit of a laugh. But yeah, in general, I just felt the sound work was not all that all that fantastic. The music, there was really only a handful of moments where I felt that it actually added anything, really. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, not really. It's just boring. Like, mm. I think if, you, if you, you're sort of distilling this down, its problem is that it just doesn't raise the pulse. Like, I could have forgiven Arnie's shit if he blew, if we blew a few things up, or we had a couple of cool car chases, or but it, it just seems like we we're trying to sort of lean on this plot, which is really mm. kind of generic. They raise the stakes sometimes really arbitrarily as well. Like he's just woken up from a coma after the crook's gotten away to these two Russian stiffs telling him that he's got. On the first plane back home, and he's got a lot to answer for, but he just got knocked out because he wasn't protected enough. Like it's, yeah, there's, there's, it's like weird ways to raise the stakes. And yeah, it definitely to takes add that away element to it. But yeah, because the plot's so weak. There's like yeah, so yeah, but again, it's an arty movie in that that period of time where 
I guess you're just going in to see him and have a laugh at, at what he does, I guess. Yeah, but even by those those measures, this movie doesn't make sense mm. for him. Because part of his allure was a lot of punch-ups, a lot of yeah. big, you know, shootouts and all that sort of stuff. And this movie well, doesn't like said, lean on that. <clears throat> on the back of the Predator. Yeah. They definitely it's... cut the budget by just hanging around the police station way too much or an apartment or whatever. Like they were, I feel like they, they could have expanded the well, locations. Again, when you give 20, mm. if you've got a $25 million budget and you give 10 of it to Arnold Schwarzenegger, you, you don't have as much scope to work with. Yeah. And even though they're trying to give you scope with, you know, Russia, even that stuff feels real. Real kind of bland. <laughs> I believe they actually shot in Red Square, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Oh, wow. On the sly. Had to do it on well, the sly, basically. Yeah, some people said they got permission. Others said they just, yeah, they, they did it very sneakily. Yeah. But it just As sneakily as you can when you've got a, as you said, a refrigerator. In it. Surely the government wouldn't have approved. <laughs> no. We're going to make a buddy cop movie that makes you guys look stiff, yeah. but efficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, it all comes down to Arnie for me. He is the biggest problem with this film. I would have taken longer. Really? Longer <laughs> in the role. Well, he was doing Red Scorpion. Red Scorpion, <laughs> that's right. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, I've already got one red on the resume. Is there another yeah, one? There's another one as well. I dabble with red heat, but I've been raw deal. Raw deal, I'm thinking of. Hey. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting them mixed up again. That was Joseph P. Brenner. They all <laughs> blend into one. Uh, Remember, the P is for pussy. Shit. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, look. Dear. Yeah, it didn't work for me. Arnie was the problem. Yeah, it's not. it's not one of his finer moments. No. Anything else? No. Nah. Too I want a bit more quotable Arnie, Arnie lines in there. They made him too stiff. I think yeah. he nailed it. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I want, a, I want a, you know, I want when he when he kicks him out the window. I want an ice to meet you or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, let I off some, that. let off some steam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we needed a little bit of that. You know, my friend is dead tired. That kind of shit. Yeah. We needed that. Correct. <laughs> and when he's forced to be like this real kind of weak, this not you know, yeah, this guy that's just not talkative and not really emoting to anything, it doesn't work. He could have punched someone in America and said, "I hope you see red." <laughs> oh, shit. I dread. To, I dread to think of what some of the what some of the um the lines might have been and some of the puns might have been when everyone was wearing loincloths. Uh, uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No uh, doubt. All right, that is Red Heat. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrillme Podcast Australia and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for further details of our next film. As we pointed out, we're going to go for some Christmas fare. Mm. Um, so we're going to dig, dig deep into the, possibly into the bowels. I believe I, I brought up Santa's sleigh a year ago. 
Yes. And everybody pulled the pin after I'd watched the fucking <laughs> thing. <laughs> I really think I deserve to get people back for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, stay tuned. It, wasn't it could be said as late. It wasn't intentional, but it was a it was a fair old stitch up by the end because you were. You'd probably get something out of it, Jared. It did have Bill Goldberg in it. Yeah, I know, I know. It doesn't mean I'll get something out of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.